What's up? It's me, James O'Brasfield, here to introduce another episode of That's Right, Teach These Devils. This episode's pretty good. Good one. Another good one. All of them are really good. Um, this episode, we have Chris Wernowski on, local comedian, uh, editor at Redacted, and, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, one of the creators of Flyover Festival. We talk a little bit about Flyover. We talk about, of course, Hurt and Damage. Uh, we get tangential. We talk about digging graves. It's it's a great episode. You guys are gonna love it. Uh, thanks for listening in advance. Now, on to the heavy. No, I have nothing heavy. I'm doing all right. Everything's good. I'm happy to be uh, happy to be here with you guys today. I'm getting ready to go to work, obviously, because TC's Devils is some of it is caught up to actual time. Some of it's not. This part, the intro, is caught up to actual time. I'm recording this on Wednesday, and you know if it's Wednesday, it's Tuesday's Devils. Um, Chris is Chris is great for coming out. It was so hot up here. It was insanely hot. It was the hottest I think it's ever been in the Jekyll. The Jeb, the Jekka. I keep getting, you know, it's I just, I just got, I'm just getting used to the Jekka. You know, it's great. I love it. Things change. People change. Numbers change. Follow us on Twitter. That's all you need to know. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at These Devils. You can follow Wilson at Narzapan. You can follow me at Joe Brass. I'm basically everything. Um, and don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. We do it for you guys. We do it for the others. So, enjoy. Thank you. Here's that ep. My people. Ah, ah. Close the curtain. That, that girl, girl make you nervous. nervous. Hey everyone, you know what it is? It's Wednesday. It's Memorial Day weekend. Labor Day. Labor Day what weekend. Remember the veterans and don't forget to memorize them as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> don't forget, many of those veterans didn't have a forty-hour work week. Most of them also volunteered. So. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> thanks a lot. For, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for saving the juice. <laughs> uh, um, ladies and gentlemen, it's TC's Devils. It's very hot in yes. Jekka. Uh, uh, oh my God. It's been a hot week. I had a hot night. I had a hot day. I had a hot weekend. And now uh, I've conned Chris Minowski and coming up to Jekka. Of course, the condor is here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris Minowski, <laughs> shout out. Shout out? To who? To you. To me? Oh, okay. I, was, program. I thought I was being put on Blind. the spot to actually give a shout out. No. I have no shout outs to give tonight. None? None. Not a single one. Not even hockey journalism. Yeah. Not damn one. <laughs> not one. God damn it. So, Chris Ronowski is here. Comedian. Editor. Hero. I know. Lover. Yeah. Fighter. Cheese sandwich. <laughs> Cheese Sandwich, sentient cheese sandwich. Yes, Chris Ronowski. What kind of cheese? Whatever Gouda. cheese you want it to be. Gouda, Gouda. probably Gouda. Yeah, see, that's good because you're a Gouda guy. My nickname as a child was Buddha, so it rhymes, really? <laughs> and it's perfect. Yeah, that's kind of good. You, um, Gouda is a delicious cheese. It's pretty good. Uh, we should probably explain to people where you're originally from. You're not a Clevelander by heart. No, I'm a Mississippi River rat. I grew up on the river. Yeah, much like Tom Sawyer, uh, and. Uh, from the kind of the St. Louis area, so like close to there, and I've lived here 
four years now. So and, we, yeah. we could find Ye in St. Louis? Yeah, pretty much. Hell yeah. That's where I found him. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris is here. He's also the editor of Redacted, probably. Yes. And um, <laughs> <laughs> what's it like uh, telling other whites to write whiter? Uh, it's not. I have a very diverse staff of okay. reporters. Okay. Yeah, so I can't see them through the words. <laughs> you can't so see them. <laughs> <laughs> when you read between the lines, the you know what they the are ma- on the internet. <laughs> I've never, I've never heard anyone go, "Yo, motherfucker," <laughs> in print. <laughs> we changed. We yeah, we discourage that kind of writing. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like it raw. No jeans. No yeah. hoodies. That's literally all I wear to work. By the way, right? <laughs> yeah. And you can get into the club. Yeah. Still. Still. Because that's what it's all about. It's all about getting in that club, mm. busting it open, and throwing paint on it. Mm. Maybe. I have not been to one club in this city since I've lived here. Really? I have actively avoided every oh, avoid the club clubs in the city. Here. Avoid the clubs here. I have yeah. never had an inkling to like do it once. I don't even know what they are. What are the clubs I felt here? like, like clubs are cool stuff. when my parents were young. Yeah. 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 Here, I don't think that I don't. When I think of club life, I don't really think of Cleveland. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? no, not at People all. Like, oh, I'm going to the club. It's like, oh, we'll have fun. I feel like everybody goes to bed at like nine thirty here because they've just eaten pierogies all day and they're just <laughs> that means they're a just lot like, ooh, I'm Logie, I can't dance. That means a started whole drinking lot coming too. <laughs> yeah, right. You've been drinking Bud Light since noon. And <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I don't know where to get in at, so I'm just gonna go take a nap. <laughs> Tired man, I'm from Ohio. Um, yeah, Chris does other stuff, but he's a comedian, and he's also got a fucking festival that he's part. Uh, you created this. Tell, yeah. us, tell us everything. Um, it was like two years ago. Um, nobody in St. Louis had ever successfully tried to. Well, people try. They unsuccessfully tried to start a comedy festival there, and uh, I got together with some friends of mine, a couple of former comics, uh, a lawyer friend of ours. Name and, names, man. This is the time. Uh, <laughs> like my buddy Zach uh, Zoviak, he's a used to do improv. Is is he does like marketing and stuff in St. Louis, and then myself, and then Brady, who's our attorney, and Emily, who is a, still a comedian in St. Louis. Okay, uh, we all started this thing, and it last year was our first one in November, and it it did really well. Like all of our soul, like all of our soul, like all of our soul, our, our show sold out. Uh, awesome. Todd Barry headlined. Yeah. Uh, we had some great improv headliners, and Todd Barry's very funny. He was great. Hilarious. And, uh, loves his Thai food. Loves Thai oh, food. Oh shit! And, no joke. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> was very really eager to get his Thai food. I, I just that's the one thing I remember. Hey, do you have the Thai food? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like that. Um, so yeah, this Mr. year, Mr. Ties. <laughs> this year we've kind of expanded it, so we're gonna have some. Uh, uh, we're gonna have more he- bigger headliners. Okay. Uh, and it's gonna be great. I'm excited to. We just announced uh, Janelle James, who awesome. just had her Netflix 15 minute special come out. Yep. Yep. And uh, her album Black and Mild was one of the best to come out last year. And um, so we're excited about that. And then, you know, here in a few weeks, we're going to announce the rest of the folks. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, did we say the name of the festival? Flyover Comedy Festival. Flyover Comedy Festival. Mm-hmm. Being from the flyover states yourself. Right. I can see a lot of opportunity for damage there. Mm-hmm. As we say on the program, if you joke, you broke. Show us on the doll where they hurt you. Right here. Oh my God! He's touching the crotch. Oh, that's where they hurt me. <laughs> See, I thought he was touching his heart. Yeah. Oh, 
they hurt your heart in St. Louis. Yeah, it, but James it's, always it's, sees crotches. But it's connected to my crotch. Obviously, it's all yeah. the same piece of skin, bro. Right? Yeah. The crotch bones connected we'll to the heart we'll bone. That's what it's that. <laughs> it's a song. Basically jacking them off. You oh, know what I mean? That's yeah, what right? If you're touch a hand, touch a heart. It's, it's all epididymis to me, baby. Touch a groin. It's all connected. <laughs> <laughs> it's all connected. Yeah, baby. Just one sheet. That's all that stops it. It's like a sheet pizza that's been left in the sun. That's the human body. It's delicious. Is that dried basil? No. It's a skin tag. It's delicious. That was a leaf. It's blown in the wind. Oh, no, that's just a speck of dirt that got on me. You guys like mulch on your pizza? Hell no. I, I love, love it. It's delicious. Anyway, Chris, what inspired you to start joking, man? Um, it was, I was living in Florida at the time, working oh, really? for a paper down there. In, oh, so you just move around just working for papes all over town, wherever possible. Yeah, it's sort of a, you know, you're you got to move around to make more money. He's you're a page gun. master. Yeah. I'm and a then uh, a buddy of mine asked me, he had a variety show that he ran every other week. And he was like, hey, you sing karaoke. I did, was doing, we were all doing a lot of karaoke at the time. And. And I had always wanted to do it. I just thought I had stage fright. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if you can go up and sing like Hall and Oates or uh, R. Kelly or Paper Planes in front of people, you can sing. You could probably tell some jokes. Yeah. So my buddy was like, do you want to do this? And I was like, I've always wanted to do it. So I did it. And like most people, it kind of took within like six months, I had moved back to St. Louis to to just, you know, be in the like a slightly more legitimate comedy scene yeah. and to be close to home and uh, failed <laughs> and sort of ended up like having to take a job I didn't like. And oh yeah, so I was there for like three years and then ended up here. From Florida to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. To Quincy, Illinois. To Quincy. Quincy, Illinois. It's like 40,000 oh, people. Fucker. Oh, Damn. it was pretty bad. And there then, nothing then, then Sinclair bought our TV station and I was like, I can't work here. I can't work for this company. <laughs> no, my boss and I, gave, we gave our notice on the same day. And here's the weird thing. I tried to, the, the company, they put in this woman from Texas to run it. Yeah. Within a month of being there, she sent out a racist Asian, like, meme to the entire staff. Hell yeah. And, Jesus. like, we tried to get her, like, we tried to, like, send it up the flagpole and, like, no, they... Like corporate didn't want anything to do. The culture. I was like, this is terrible. And so my boss and I gave our two weeks notice on the same day. Wow. The woman that hired me and she and I are like still great friends. It's just like we both knew we're just like we can't work for a company like this. And for it's Sinclair. sad. I have like good journalist friends who still work there and it's kind of shitty. Huh. For them. Oh well yeah. Except for them checks. I bet those checks are nice from Sinclair, you know what I mean, Vern? Not really. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> well Here's how bad those checks were. Oh, I made a conscious decision to move to Cleveland. Like that was Ooh, yeah. and I like That's it. A- Don't get me wrong, it's a great city, but man, it's never at the top of your list ever. Like I don't know anybody who's like jonesing. Unless they're from like, I need to move to Cleveland. Right. Unless you're from like Erie. Connie, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Maybe, yeah. Uh, Just pull the mic away from here just a little bit. You're a little little poppy. There you go. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, Flyover Festival is coming very soon to you. Chris is always out here telling the most cerebral jokes, and he refuses to acknowledge who hurt him and how. Chris, if you joke, you're broke. There's damage behind those eyes. 
Reveal your truths. This is a safe space. It's just you and me talking and all the coys. And Wilson. And Wilson. And yeah, some I'm here. white women. Yeah. And some black men. And whoever's watching this on Facebook Live. Yep. I don't know, right? Yeah, we're, we're Facebook Live right now. Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook Live is that thing where you want to, like, it's See, like my grandfather is, uses it all the time. And I'm like, how? It's weird. Because they don't know what they're doing with Forgot, their phones. Your Puerto Rican your grandpa's like twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, he's in his he's in his like late his he's in his he's in his mid seventies probably. <laughs> I don't know how old my grandfather is. Birth certificates say. <laughs> the other one says Logan Paul, <laughs> and the third one says. Don't you put 14. that on my family ever in your life. <laughs> I was yeah. going to fight you almost as much as I did when the, my boss was like, hey, Wilson, what's the name of your mariachi Oh, bit? shit. Wait, a boss said that to you? I explained this on the last episode, but yeah. the, my boss. That's not the first thing you say to a dude at 630, a, a Puerto Rican dude at 630 in the morning as a right. white guy. That, that was almost your former job. Like yeah. That. Like, was, oh, my God. Wilson, how could you help this journalist dodge this question? And Who hurt dodge you? This question. Who hurt you, man? I was talking about another hurt. Do you really need to know who hurt me? You got to tell them. Tell oh. the coys. If, I think that I have a theory. Here's my theory. If you tell jokes or a creative person, something happened to you. You were picked on. You were fucking prodded. You were, na- you were nicknamed Buddha. You fucking, maybe you saw a dead body down by the train tracks. I don't know. But something happens to people that well, yeah. is like a catalyst. But I go to, like, I go to therapy. Like, I don't, like, I don't take it out on audiences. Who the fuck, <laughs> who the fuck would go to therapy? <laughs> Me. While, I'm, while I have insurance, I'm yeah. going to take advantage of that. I've been shit. thinking about Ridiculous. using my health insurance for similar purposes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to therapy. Why should I change now? It's been this long. I'm halfway dead. It's much easier to talk to a complete stranger. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> There's a way for me to segue into this without it being weird. Because we were just, like, before we were recording this, we were sitting in the living room of the studio apartment watching American Ninja Warrior. And. Yeah. The funniest thing, one of the funniest things I've ever seen on television ever. So there was a guy competing, and they always have the human interest backstory for the Ninja Warriors. And this guy, you know, you look like kind of a dork. Yeah, he's like a nerdy, nerdy nineteen-year-old kid. You know, he's majoring in like communications, standard nerd shit. And he, his backstory was that his dad committed suicide, and. For whatever reason, during the race, the announcer said, it's it's insane. He said, his dad might not be here, but his mom sure is. But his mom sure is. <laughs> but the way he said it, too. What he said that it in that mean? sports announcer voice. His dad's not here, but his mom sure is. <laughs> That's exactly why the guy's not hosting any real sporting events. <laughs> which you're a color commentator, which I get it. Like, you're po- like, the purpose of what you're doing is to try to be upbeat yeah. and not be a bummer because there's, like... Suicide is just like an ass-clenching word. It's terrifying. And it's, yeah. And so the thing that like hurt me would probably be my dad committing suicide like a few years ago. That was recent. Uh, 2011. Oh, man. Oh, my God. That is very recent. So when I told you that I moved from Florida back to St. Louis yeah. to do stand-up, he died three days after I moved back. What? Yeah. And so Damn. it was like... That was like a huge setback in life for yeah, me. Yeah, I bet. How old were you when you... That was like I'm 39 now, oh so God. I'm like 32. Jesus, man. Yeah, it was it's bad. like if that happened to me this year. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, 
Like I said, I'm not going to the fucking therapist, so I'm just going to eat that and work with it. <laughs> just push it on down. Just push it down until it erupts out of my fucking aorta. Until you, like, break your... You tie in your shoe and your shoe string snaps and, then and you're up on that bell tower just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I got the M1. <laughs> a $2,500 copay was way too much. <laughs> God, it would be sweet to kill everyone from the bell tower. <laughs> just your enemies. What? No. Not, yeah, definitely <laughs> just my enemies. Your enemies. Not just passersby. Right? Old ladies are 1,500 pounds. I mean, but whatever is clever. I mean, it's, everyone's got to feel my wrath now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, no. Thanks for sharing that. That's fucking really fucked up that, like... <laughs> Now I have to try and make light of it, but I feel you like... You don't have to make light of it. Like, <laughs> like, look, I wrote, like, I wrote about it for Slate a couple months ago oh, after really? the Bourdain thing. Yeah, I read and, that. And it was, you know, I mean, it's something that I've come to terms with, and it's not, you know, I I don't like to talk about it again. I don't like to talk about it on stage. Yeah. It is, I mean, it's a hard bummer, and it's kind of... I haven't... I talk about him dying, but I, I feel don't, like I don't say it specifically. Specifically, but, how, yeah, yeah. I yeah, feel like all the specificity about it. about it is just—it's such a personal thing. I read an article by—I uh, think you might have shared it. It was by a comic. And he talked about his sister. Oh yeah, it was Adam Caton Holland. Yeah, yeah. A book out now about his. Sister. Yeah, his yeah. sister. Mm. His sister committed suicide, mm. and I read the article about that. And I feel like when he says that, he's like, "I don't joke about that at all." Mm. And I feel like it's such a weird thing. I'll kind of go back to the comedy thing, like when I was still doing stand-up pretty heavy. I felt like that became such a standard joke for people mm-hmm. because they thought it's like, oh, we're all sad. Apparently, we should all joke about committing suicide. And I right. always thought that was a fucking like. No, it's weird. And it's, yeah. it's, it's a trope. It's well, yeah. but it's a weird thing that we don't talk about. And that's what I wrote about. But the, yeah. the, and but on the other side of it, it's like when I think of like, like in my day job, like we don't. I mean, we don't really report on suicide unless it happens like in somewhere really public. Yeah. Or really, you know, Listen if it's somebody, go, somebody I want famous. You to go outside. I want you to go to the windows. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's, you know, it's a thing that we just sort of don't talk about. But it's, you know, the things that I talk about in my stand up that are fewer. I, I have two stories, like two things that are very funny. One about my dad when my dad had his funeral. Mm. I talk about, I had the story about how my brother and I took his remains. Like we took him around to places that he was a scoundrel. So, yeah. So we took him to places that he had been like thrown out of and places that he was like banned from. Yeah. We left him like he and his mom hated each other. Like my dad and my, gra- it, it, my grandma, they hated each other. Wow. And so we left him, we left his ashes in her cabinet overnight so they could spend the night together. And, up, yeah. And so it's, but then the, the whole punchline of the story and this happened, I swear to God, I, I was living with some friends of mine down in St. Louis and this girl was there and I was telling her the story and she goes, Oh my God, he was cremated. Right. And I'm like, yeah, like we didn't take his, you know, we didn't have like a fucking <laughs> like weekend at Bernie's burn. kind of experience. It was just his ashes. And it, you know, it's fucked up. <laughs> it, yeah. And then at the funeral, I, you know, it's like, imagine after folding a body like that into a cabinet. <laughs> You'd have to take <laughs> you'd have to take out like the center bar of the cabinet. Oh, yeah. My dad was not small; like he would definitely have to be like a lower cabinet under a, oh, a yeah. sink. He was oh, like three fifty. Put him next to the Ajax. Yeah. Do you think your grandma had like any fucked up like crazy dreams that night or anything like that? I hope. 
<laughs> you don't like her either? No, I. She's alive still, by the way. She's ninety-two. Damn. And be mokefa. Well, and she's like, so she has. She fell and broke her rib, so they put her on fentanyl. Ooh. And they didn't ask me about it. They just kind of did it. And I'm like, they called me to tell me they'd taken her off of it. Why? And I'm like, I didn't even know she was on it. I was like, she should not have put her on that. And they're like, well, it's pain. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, then you took her off of it cold turkey? She started calling me at like midnight. Hey, baby, you up? I'm sick. Yeah, she was Yeah, no, it was like she was telling me about her nightmares. And I don't know Damn. if you've ever had your dying nursing home rid like grandmother call you and explain her nightmares to you it's terrifying my grandma can't remember i think she thinks she's dead already my grandma's brain is fine but she didn't she fight when they finally got her to understand that like she was going through heroin withdrawal basically then she was just like oh Oh, i've been there before because she Be like, what you talking about? She hung out at jazz clubs in I'm the thirties. I'm down off of the horse. Why don't you say so? Give me a wet towel and some. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I was I was chasing that dragon with Cab Calloway. <laughs> That's a story, dude. Heidi, oh Heidi, God. Heidi. Oh, who, who do you think, who do you think the hole was? Who do you think the hoe was? I think we figured out the title of this episode. Well, who do you think the hoe was? Who do you think the hoe was? So that's my grandma. She's that's on this week's episode of Who Do You Think the Hoe Was? <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, your grandma seems like a pretty resilient lady. She seems like she sticks to her guns. She's crazy. She seems like she might be a little bit crazy, but you know what they say. They're all crazy. I mean, yeah. You're going to fucking just live 92 years like that. Just she has shit. no will to live. It's crazy. Really? But the other funny, like, so when I, when we had my dad's funeral, there, I I had to write the eulogy because I'm the learned yeah. of my family. And well they, And they're like, so just say something. And it was such a informal thing because um, my dad wasn't really religious, but... You know, we have a family friend who's a priest, so he came okay. and said a few words, and and so I had to give a speech, and I talked about yeah, all the people. And my dad had burned like every bridge in his life, and and so all the people who were there were just family members who were there for my brother and me, and so I'm like, how do I? I don't want to say just nice things about this guy because he was a pretty bad dude, and so I like his style, right? Like- <laughs> and so I just delivered I what. Uh, like I just got up and said, you know, I, I we're all gathered here to honor my father who passed away after a long battle with everyone who's gathered here today. And everybody laughed. <laughs> and I was like, who, kill, bo- who booked that? Killing the graveside. <laughs> who, booked, who, who booked your father's funeral? God S- Circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> Joke of the podcast, best joke of the podcast goes to Chris Ronowski. Holy shit, that was deep. So then, so but what was weird? It's like so about six years before that, my grandma's husband passed away, Uh and it's my step grandfather. This is her second husband, but really nice guy, like the sweetest. Like, the only real dude in my life, like, really good guy yeah, in my father, life growing up. a male role model. Yeah, just, like, a sweetheart. And he died, and my grandmother had hired this funeral director who was just, like, it's really weird dude, which I feel like Super is a red pale. dungeon. Yeah, very. Mm. And he, uh, <laughs> he, he, we're standing outside the church before the wedding, and it's, like, my uncles are there, my mom's there, even though it's her ex-mother-in-law. And it's, yeah. And... 
And we're standing there, and my brother and I are, are, are receiving people. And the funeral director kind of slinks up into the middle of our conversation and, and just looks at my brother and me and goes, hey, sorry to bother you. Um, <laughs> do any of you have a shovel? And I'm thinking to myself, all right, <laughs> you are the funeral director. There are, like, three things that you're supposed to remember. Wait a minute. Why the fuck bring... would he walk up to a guy in a suit and ask him if he had a motherfucking well, he knew shovel? Well, he knew who we were. Yeah. He, he but he, you... like, so my grandparents' house was right next to the church. Oh. And so we could, we had access to it. But it's a very weird thing to be asked at your grandfather's funeral. Yeah, anyway, by the funeral hey. director, no less. Like, but, but here's the thing. My brother and I, well, this is where it gets really strange. My brother and I dug both of their graves by ourselves. It's awesome. To save money. To save money. Because uh, my grandmother didn't have a lot of money and my dad died broke. Uh-huh. And so we would just, my family has this little cemetery in, it's Atlas, Illinois. It's tiny like four buildings in it. Okay. And but there's a little hillside like down in the Mississippi River Valley and it's where all my family's buried. And so my brother and I just went out there with a post hole auger cuz everybody's cremated now. Yeah. It's just like you dig a hole. And I just remember like looking at my brother going like this is really <laughs> crazy. Like what are we doing? We're digging a grave. And then by the time my dad died, I was just like we're digging that grave, right? And he's like, "Oh, he oh, has yeah. no money." So yeah. <laughs> We're definitely digging it. He was uh, he was also cremated. Mm. I mean, can't you just scatter the ashes at that point? Yeah, but here's the funny thing. So at the end of that, few, at the end of my eulogy for my dad, though, I know I'm bouncing around here a little bit. That's fine. We get super. Uh, what do you say? What's the word we use? Tangential. <laughs> Tangential. Tangential. <laughs> the uh, his lone his last friend Dave. Who's just crying, just bawling, big old burly, like tough. He's like yeah. wearing camo and at a funeral. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah, and, of course. Uh, I gotta go hunting after this. I'm sorry about your loss. He pulls a pint of Jack Daniels out of his back pocket, pops it open, takes a huge hit off of it, and then dumps it out on my dad's grave. And that I'm sounds like, like me at the R man's funeral. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and my grandmother was horrified, which made it all the better. It was yeah. just like, ah, she's mad now. And, uh, it's my one true friend. It kind of <laughs> was that. It was that. I mean, they were close, and it was, you know, we also buried him with a pint of vodka, and then they put his headstone in the wrong place, oh. and they got the date of his death wrong on it's it. So up. it's like, it's just so like, because I went, my grandmother got, she had to get rid of all of her money before she went to a nursing home. That's yeah. a thing that happens. And uh, so she's like, well, I'll go ahead and get a headstone for your dad. I'm like, cool. Didn't think to send the proof mm-hmm to her grandson who edits for a living right. to, to maybe take a check. So I found like four factual errors Just on the Just imagine headstone. that conversation was like, headstone. I think he died around. <laughs> well, they got his date of death wrong. They put the wrong dog because she had a dog etched on it. I'm like, he never owned a dog. Like, it's like a lab. Like, he never owned a lab. She's like, well, they didn't do chow chows, which my dad loved. And, <laughs> right? My dad bred them for a while. And uh, they're mean. They're fighting dogs. He bought yeah. them to protect Fight. our house. Yeah, they're mean. Hell yeah. Uh, and there was just. And then I sent the picture to my brother. I was like, "Find the four things that are wrong with this." He goes, "There's five. They put it. They put the marker on the wrong grave." And I'm like, oh, <laughs> man. "Hell yeah!" So we just decided to leave it because I'm like, it's kind of fitting for dad. Let's yeah, just leave it. it. What happens when you forget when he died? I remember it three days after I moved home. <laughs> oh shit. 
It was, and I moved home on the Fourth of July, which makes it easy, even easier. Yeah, wow, that's heavy. Plus, Facebook does not let you forget. There's like mopey status updates from that time period. That's the thing. But you were joking. The timeline of jokes starts way before that, right? Um, 2011, maybe like maybe like seven months, eight months. Oh wow, yeah. So it was like, yeah, it was. And, you know, at the time, like, I thought I was cool. Like, I was like, oh, I'm fine, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and and then in hindsight, I was just like, ooh, I was drinking a lot. And, you know, and it's 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 uh, it's better now. Like, it's, it's That's good. You deal with it. You move on. I fuck with you. <laughs> I mean, I That's don't know. good. I can't tell that you're as damaged as everyone else, you know. <laughs> you got to work on it, though. Like, that's, ah, that's I'm the, good. Yeah, right? I'm good, bro. <laughs> I'm going to eat that pain, bro. I'm going to get fucking... My pain's in the yard fucking lifting weights. It's ready to kill. It's got a shank in its pants pocket. You're never going to know when it, it's going to... You'll never see it. I'm glad. <laughs> I, feel my, I feel my chest tightening now. Yeah. Um. No, you're gonna, it's going to hit you while you're sleeping. Good. You're going to wake up and you're going to scream. Or just like you're in, in the middle hell. of work. <laughs> yeah. I woke up in hell. Uh, I woke up in hell. Whoo, God, it would suck to be in hell. It can't be so hotter hell? than this apartment. Am no, I right? you're can't not wrong, be man. Can't be. We've we've gone in for only about 27 minutes, and unfortunately, I think that's gonna we're gonna have to finish up with the best of. I'm calling it, bro. I think it's too hot to podcast, Wilson. I don't know, man. I I'm fine. You good? Yeah. Well, we I can't. Said, we can't. I mean, you guys are hot. THTP. Too hot to podcast. I can't ask Chris to sit up here in this hot ass apartment like this. I mean, He's you don't have to. What do you think, Chris? You got another half hour in you? I could do it. Well, fuck yeah. We're going to take a break here on TC's Devils. We're going to smoke and we're going to come back and uh, we're going to get lighthearted. Now that Chris revealed this damage to me and I can become stronger, uh, we're going to finish up on a hot, hot light note. We'll be right back. Ah, uh-uh, ah, after these messages. And we're live, you fucking whites. <laughs> We're back. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the second half of Teach These Devils. That's uh-uh. right. That's right. It's cooled off substantially. Our guest, the illustrious and beautifully soft bearded Chris <laughs> Wernowski, is still present. Chris. Hello. How do you keep your beard so soft? <laughs> How do you keep that beard ever so soft? Let me tell you guys, I keep my beard soft. By using Lush Cosmetics. Shout out to the sponsor, Lush. Lush. Uh, 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 making me smell like a girl so that girls get jealous. Shout out <laughs> to the sponsor, Gourmand's Deli. Go get some food before 3 o'clock during the weekdays. It's delicious. Shout out to the sponsor, Ferris. Please open. Come back to us. Please don't go. You know I'm sick. I need my medicine. I need that good chicken for my belly. To feed us. To feed me. We had added a new sponsor that I always forget. What was, uh, what was the last time? Um, it was Puerto Ricans. No. No. <laughs> yes. And Goya. Goya. Goya Shout out Goya hey. brand. Do you need a delicious pineapple soda? Do you want to know how Wilson stayed alive for 27 years? <laughs> <laughs> the magic of Goya. Bum, bum, Goya made it. I mean, that's where I, I get my beans. They're Goya. Goya Delicious. beans are good. Um, if you meet a girl, I said it before, I said it on the last podcast, 
you meet a girl that fucks with Goya beans, you know she fucks. <laughs> <laughs> She's got kids. <laughs> <laughs> She's got several fathers. They're trying to she be got several baby daddies and fathers. Baby daddies and the fathers. Well, I got what four grandfathers. That's hot, man. Yeah. Your grandma fucks, bro. <laughs> My grandma's fuck, bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> you came from four different seeds? Wait a second. Is this what you're telling me now? I don't know. Have we stumbled across a new mystery of science. There's I'm four a, different. No, I didn't come from four different seeds, James. Technically, you can't have four grandfathers. I have four grandfathers by marriage. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Two. I had three by marriage. That doesn't count, though. That's not blood. Yeah. Would you? Could you lift a car off of them? Nope. Yes. They're not related to them. You see how strong? Do you know how strong I am? You're Batman strong. Small frame, but. A lot of horsepower put out here. That's what they said about Bruce Wayne. Ah. <laughs> Wilson, obviously the Condor, and I, we get so tangential, but Chris is still here hanging out. We're talking about Lush. About Lush <laughs> is the best. I don't know if you guys fuck with Lush. Your girlfriend definitely does. It's not just for girls. It is not. It is not, bro. Do you know what it's like to smell like fucking spearmint and tarragon, motherfucker? Because <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I, I smelled like pesto all day. Oh, oh, basil man. and pine nuts. It's fantastic. Ooh, so good. Ooh, I got the seaweed soap in my freezer right now. Yeah. Boy, it's been so hot. I can't wait to take that other shower. I'm going to fucking do a quick scrub up before I go to bed. I'm going to be sea salty in a motherfucker. It's going to be nice. Then before I get my bed, I'm going to dust it lightly with fucking some uh, silky underwear because I read that on the bottle. Wait, what? Yeah, dude. Dust your bed lightly with some silky underwear to fucking be cozy in your sheets, chief. That's a that's a that is a life hack. I think Dude, that qualifies. Yeah, bro, it's good shit. Silky underwear. And silky yeah, underwear. That's my ball powder, bro. Mm. Ah, that's my ball powder. Dude. I use that silky underwear to keep my undercarriage fucking nice and slippery. You yeah, know you know, I mean? and you're not gonna you're gonna wake up. You're not gonna be in soup. Yeah, you there, you're not gonna stew up. We're, we got two big gentlemen up here, two bigger gentlemen. <laughs> I mean, quite frankly, the worst part about the summertime is wet undercarriage. Yeah, I mean, I get it, my. Wilson my ham knows. and eggs. My ham and eggs. Wilson is a pants man because he's an adult man. He wears a lot of pants. And fucking sometimes you're swimming. Yeah, yeah. dude. My hair's stewing up. I'm stewed up right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but God damn it. That silky underwear is fighting the good fight. You know what I mean, Vern? It's trying to stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Rest in peace, Jim Varney. Oh, yeah. Shakespearean actor, Jim Varney. Hero. Look it up. Dude, didn't they? Uh, he invented Ernest as a, it was like a, a public TV thing for a bunch Kentucky. Of com- no, it was like local commercials. So he would go to affiliates. Oh, really? And be like, I can do commercials, like sell this. The dude made a fortune yeah. doing that. And then they were like, make this a movie. But seriously, he's a Shakespeare trained actor. And there are videos of him doing monologues on YouTube. And they are highly entertaining. Sounds like I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> yep. Er- <laughs> Jim Varney Rabbit Hole. Dude, that sounds that's, so fun. Also, my band name. Jim oh, Varney yeah. Rabbit Hole. Yeah. Jim Varney. They're opening See, for Ghost Vapors. See, I would name Vapors, a band Jim yeah, Varney. Right. Oh, man. I got a new band coming out called Ghost Vapors. What do you guys hear? That fucking shit, cuz. I tears. feel like that's a... Uh, I feel like someone's got that. Nah, man. Ghost it's, it's no one's name yet. It's Trust nice. Me. It sounds good. Doesn't it? It's dope. It's nice my new rap group. 
Chris is a, as a uh, as a, a reporter, much like myself. <laughs> I'm just a reporter. I always say here on THC's Devils, mm. I report the truth. Sometimes it's ugly. Sometimes it's beautiful. Sometimes it's sad. Sometimes it's poignant and, and beautiful. What's the hardest part about getting the story to the people for you? Um, just govern. Like you mean in my day job? Yeah. Um, it's just you know there are a lot of people sort of in the way of the story. Yeah. I think that. You know, when you when you write about the government, which is what my reporters do, mm-hmm. it's, you know, there are always people there sort of telling you that you don't have access to things that you're by right supposed to have access to. Oh, yeah. And so it's, uh, I think we talk a lot about gatekeepers and, you know, the people who sort of keep, you know, good information out of the hands of the public. I think those Fuck are the... boys, I think <laughs> is what they call them. <laughs> government pencil dicks. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I mean, as, as a reporter, I feel like it comes with like a, a proclivity towards telling the truth. I like to think so. Right? I would hope. Yeah. Like, <laughs> despite what the president thinks. <laughs> like, I would think, like, as a comedian and both a fucking a journalist, it has to be the most appalling time in America's history for you right now. It's weird. It's, it, it's, it's, it's the, the enemy of the people stuff is a little... That's Hitler-y? It's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And well, it's yeah. like uh, there's a bunch of things that came up out of it, like violent acts towards journalists. Well, there was, I think last week, a guy got arrested for threatening the Boston, like he called the Boston Globe. Um, my, I have a buddy who works for the Times, the New York Times, and he got threatened. Wow. Um, um, just for what he does. Hey, you fucking fake news piece of shit. I mean, he does a lot of. Rep- I mean, he does a lot of the campaign finance stuff. So, he, oh god. So he's, he's you know he's an old colleague and and it happens. You know, I mean, I I mean I've been threatened a couple of times. Just I mean, not in this wave of stuff that's happening now, yeah. but like years ago, I was writing about neo Nazis in Pennsylvania and I got threatened. And the Nazis. Um, yeah, I got, there was like a very threatening You'll see him coming, dude. They fucking very well dressed. (laughs) (laughs) That's all Hugo Boss. Oh, wait, no, that was the 40s. Now I think it's, uh, Russell Crowe from Rompa Stomper. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking pussies. Yeah, so it's not a, it's, it's, it's a, it's an unusual time to be in the truth business, I think. Uh, Yeah, and the I think in the comedy business, too. Yeah. Which is, the joke business, I think, is kind of based in truth. I think it's, I think the problem is though is that nobody wants to hear anybody talk about the president anymore yeah Yeah. and it's it's like if you mention his name in a room like it just it sucks the air out of everything yeah dude when you've been at those open mics and you've been at those shows where it's audible side no i think it's and it's no i mean it's it's unfortunate because yeah i've seen hey it's yeah it's something that people should be talking about absolutely and, you know, just as we make fun of, I mean, making fun of presidents is... Well, not because I feel like that, because it, it's, it's like, you, don't, you don't talk about politics, you just talk about, uh, you just argue over being, if being edgy or quirky is funny. Well, but it's it's weird that his supporters can't laugh at him. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's like, this is somebody who, you know, when I think of like the people that I voted for, mm-hmm. I had the capacity to make fun of them and other people who supported. Yeah, Sherrod Brown has a terrible have, fucking haircut. <laughs> and... And it's, you know, I, I, it's, there's, there's something strange about it. You know, I made a joke about Trump not being able to get out of a corn maze. And this woman, <laughs> I mean, it's just so benign. And it's like, you know, it's like, like, I started it just by saying, like, you have to admit he's not that smart. 
And this yeah. woman was just like crossed arms, shaking her head. And I was like, well, imagine now imagine him in a corn maze. Do you think he's getting out of that? <laughs> I can't and her response was, Where am I? And his response was, her response was, I don't think he would put himself in that situation I where he was just mazes. like, who doesn't love a corn maze, you I monster? Spending time with my beautiful daughter. If you think yeah. about it, if he's in a corn maze, he can't really get out of right now. It's been since he's gotten elected. It's been God. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> he's, been, he's put himself in that situation. I want Benghazi uh, truth. A little corn maze called Russia. Hell yeah. <laughs> he's got his mouth wrapped around that fucking corn maze, dude, and he's ready for it to blow. You know what I mean? I can't believe that, like, Ronald Reagan would roll over in his grave. I put up a picture of Ronald Reagan at my desk at work so I can't get fired. Off and- right. <laughs> <laughs> It's signed. I fake signed it. I had a fake sign. (laughs) To James Love Ronnie. No, it's just like, who who signed this evil Knievel? (laughs) (laughs) It was me. I'm Ronald Reagan. I spent a whole week there one day. That dude was fucking senile as shit. Oh, Reagan? Yeah. Yeah. He was gone, bro. Yeah, just Stop whistling, Ronnie. Eating eating jelly beans. <laughs> Hanging out with his dog. And it's like, people don't make fun of him. I think that like... Oh, a, people make fun of him. They do, but he like... Was, it, we just did. If you ever made fun beans. of Ronald Reagan in front of a Republican, they're just like, oh, those were the good old days. That, those were the times when it was really... Everyone was doing great. Nobody was doing great. Yeah, Exactly. No. My family was broke as shit. It was like, crack. Like, who was... Like... What monster was doing great during John that? DeLorean? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like Donald Trump and DeLorean and were they DeLorean. two Ralph. two successful people? In he's, like, if you think about it, he's the longest surviving like dude that either has or does not have money. Like, who DeLorean? Scott Baio no, was doing all right. Donald J. Trump. Oh, maybe. Scott he's the brokest. He's he's the brokest rich person in the world. He's the president now. That's four hundred fifty yeah. for. Is it two hundred fifty or four fifty? It's like four fifty. I think. Is it four fifty now? Mm-hmm. It used to be two fifty. He's gonna figure out a way to fuck up his money. They get that for life now. They get that shit for life. Is that, is that why Jimmy Carter's hanging on? That's how he's hanging. That's not gonna afford them fucking little liver pills. Well, you know, like Truman died broke, right? Of course. Like he had to go back to like working at a haberdashery or something. Oh, shit. <laughs> he invented the space program. Truman? It was his idea. Yeah. Or wait, no. He also bombed yeah. Japan. <laughs> no, that was, actually, that was Eisenhower. Eisenhower yeah, was a space Eisenhower. program. That sounds more... Eisenhower was a military guy. So yeah, he invented the fucking space program, dude. And uh, they were already ready to beat the Russians. Like, we had the Nazis. They were in Alabama and Birmingham. Shout out space camp. They fucking had all the shit ready to go. Mm. And they were like, let the Russians go so that we can be like, oh, maritime law. Yeah, maritime law. We can do whatever we want in space. <laughs> I'm gonna look at your country. It's not your country up in space, is it? Not your country anymore. Bet you never thought your little brother go to space. Bet you never thought your little brother be in the outside atmosphere. Bet they were just playing craps up there. That's all they were doing. Dude, how many people do we really kill up there? Come on, you got to know something. Just taking, just taking them up to space to assassinate them. Yeah, just know what's up. Be is like, that why uh, like all the billionaires want to go to space to do the murders? Yeah. Well, why don't they just go to sea? Murders at sea. Those bodies wash up somewhere. Not if you weigh them down. They always wash up somewhere. You got to put it in a net so that it becomes chunkified when it starts to decompose. <laughs> chunkified. chunkified. Oh, so it's like a sluice. So it just like comes. Okay. So it's like yeah. Some of them's coming out. Like an ear might pop out of the net, but that's getting hit, dude, before it gets up top. 
Or just like send it to the bottom of the ocean where it'll get crushed. Here's an interesting question. So Deadspin had a debate over which is more terrifying, space or the ocean? The ocean. Right? I think it's the ocean. You're not going to make it. I feel like I die instantly. Right. Like the argument is that like, like space, like you don't know what's out. Like it's just infinite and you're never realistically going to be able to go there. You can go to the ocean. Yeah, bro. And there's stuff down there. We've only explored like 5% of the ocean. And we're here right now. We've been here the whole time. We went to the moon and haven't finished with this bit. Yeah. It's like we're saving saving a whole island in Grand Theft Auto. You know, we have literally only just seen the first photographic evidence of giant squid like right? in, within the past decade yeah, yeah dude huge ass squid right huge yeah it was like fucking how big was it like 12 feet it was big big as fuck yeah that calamari i can't it can't be that good it was massively dangerous yeah. like the thing would <laughs> yeah. kill anything and they're smart as fuck yeah smart that too. Too. you gotta imagine they got the beaks they do have a beak did you have to dissect a squid in high school no i never had a I chance pig. fetal pig I didn't oh, dissect shark, anything in high shark. school. I didn't do the science classes. All right. I had a shark. I found some fucking food in it. It's probably a little baby shark. It's cool. And then the owl pellet. Did you ever do that? The owl shit? Yeah. Uh-uh. So it's like the owls eat everything whole, but then yeah. they they basically poop out of their mouth this thing called a pellet. And it's, it's all like the bones, bones and the things that it can't digest. So you can actually, like, if it eats a mouse... And you dissect the pellet, you can reconstruct the mouse bones. Awesome. <laughs> it's very strange. That's pretty cool. You seem like you, you loved science as a youth also. I was so bad in school. Like, I was so bad at science. And, really? Oh, I was just, I was a bad student. Not a bad student, but just kind of like a, I'm just here to get out of here kind of yeah. student. I understand I came that. into my own, like, my junior year and senior and then college. I remember, I did remember, well in, all that remember in college and you're like, wait, I learned this in sixth grade. <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> I had that same problem in sixth grade. Like, I was like, why am I learning about fucking the Revolutionary War again, bro? Like, this is foolish. Yeah. Like, I hated what? government I know everything class. about that. I think it was the one class I did not like because you didn't learn about infrastructure. I just learned about shit like that, like the Civil War again. And I remember one of my teachers asked me, like, Wilson, what, what's like, it was one of my teachers who was concerned about my grades. I was like, what, what do you not care about it? I was like, I... I don't care about like white dudes and powdered wigs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't give a shit about what these these guys are talking about. Like, hey man, it was the shot heard around the world. It was the start of the revolution. Yeah, but for them, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if you know this. There was eighty nine years of slavery after we became the land of the free and the home of the brave. Eighty nine. That was it's it. like oh, this is a new oh that was just uh, until Jim Crow and then yeah. you know nineteen sixty three to seventeen seventy six is a long time. That's why I only want 89 years of the defense budget for reparations. That seems super fair. I would say that would be okay. 89 years worth of defense budget for every black person in America. Not like, you know, to split. That's a lot of money. Mm. How much do you think that would be 89 years worth of defense budget? I don't, I don't know what oh, the defense shit. budget is. A Googleplex. It'd be a lot of money. <laughs> It'd be I'll a say fuckload. that. Because you know what's really high? Our defense budget. The defense. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they used to defend? Slavery. Fucking worms. <laughs> God, I want to punch America in the face. But that's the thing. I get, I get, like, I'm getting to the age now where I'm into history. Yeah. Where right. I'm like, oh, I wasted all of my time in school not paying attention to this kind of interesting shit. Right. And, uh, yeah. But then oh, it's like, like then you realize, fine. like, at school, like, in grade school, like, everything they teach you is just bullshit. And it's then, all trash. Yeah. That's the thing. It was just, I was learning bullshit stuff in high school. Yeah. You discovered America. They didn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I remember my teacher came up. He like separated a class to Democrat and Republican, which is a weird thing to do in a senior year government class. And he's like, Mr. Rivera, are you Democrat or Republican? I was like, I'm Puerto Rican. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. so mad. Just died. And uh, like, just move on. I don't care. I do not care. I, I vote just, Walter White. Something. 2022 when i was in the when i was in the fourth grade i was going to this uh that guy school. was a fucking bum sorry <laughs> walter white yeah and uh i i went to this small school in lagrange missouri just Ooh. tiny tiny town sounds lovely and uh right on the river so trashy um and i remember the teacher my fourth grade teacher we were having science class and she was asking this question i was kind of daydreaming and it came to me and we were talking about ancestors. And I said, you mean like monkeys? And the whole class laughed. We started losing it. Right. And then my teacher had to like, you, you know, you're in Missouri. So it's like they're not really uh, jonesing to teach evolution, yeah, right? Yeah. So in the fourth grade, I put my teacher in kind of a precarious position of having to acknowledge that oh, the no. theory of evolution <laughs> exists. And so it was a strange it, it was just like everybody laughed, and I was sort of just like, "What's everybody laughing? Why is everyone laughing?" Just, that's, <laughs> <laughs> this guy thinks we came from monkeys, right? That's hilarious. And now they all do math. Hey, Clem, I'll throw this shit at you. How? <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's how I got bullied. And, and Hard cut. Like, like, have you ever had to think that? Uh, if you ever needed proof that uh, we came from monkeys, just watch Jackass. Right. Right. That's, hey, monkey boy. <laughs> hey, theory. monkey boy. <laughs> That's what they would call you. It's like, it is just just a bunch of really dumb dudes curiously shoving things up their butts and throwing shit at each other. Sounds like the behavior of a primate to me. <laughs> oh my god! And crashing cars into oblivion. Fucking car crash. What, then no sign language. What's done is done. <laughs> Coco. Coco. Coco hungry. Coco hungry. If that bitch was so smart, how come she couldn't talk? How about that? Do you remember the video when Robin Williams died when they told Coco, Coco that Robin Williams died? Because apparently Robin Williams was really close to Coco, the sign language I heard gorilla. about that. So there's a video of them, like, bumming Coco the fuck out by telling them that Robin Williams died. No yeah. And they were so, you know, they, you know, it became like an upworthy video where it's like, yeah. and I, like, and I, this makes me sound like a monster, but I couldn't stop fucking laughing because it's like. She starts losing it? Right. And so it became this thing between my friends and I. It's like, uh, uh, you know, anytime there's tragic news, it was like, has somebody told Coco? And it was. What is Coco? Like, like the f- most fucked up part about that is like, she was just answering questions, right? She couldn't, like, give out. Could she communicate properly? Like, I think so. She'd be I like, think yo, she what's explain up? explain that she's hungry. And hey, like, how are you? She gave a fuck about how people were doing. And it's like, she would cry if Robin Williams fucking dies. But it's like, could she be like, man, Donald Trump, what a motherfucker, right? Like, <laughs> I want to hear Coco. Like, does she understand or is she just speaking? You want to hear Coco get real? I want to hear Coco's tight five on Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Who books Coco's funeral, dude? I'm yeah. trying to get to it. It's fucking crazy. I why, If that's like, it should be a crime then that we haven't taught all primate sign language. Right. Like, we could really be learning some information from them. Maybe they could be like, yo, it's getting super hot here. (laughs) Maybe they can time out which monkey supposedly gave humans AIDS. Oh, no. He's probably like a monkey hero. His name was Caesar. (laughs) (laughs) He used to live with a gentleman by the name of James James Franco. Franco. (laughs) (laughs) Got him.
Every time. He's a fucking monster, James Franco. Everyone watch The Disaster Artist. Uh, this episode of T.C. Stevels has been brought to you by The Disaster Artist. And sliding into your DVD DMs. And, and um, Amazon Prime. And Amazon it. Prime. And Hulu. And Pluto TV, which my is contract, free. My Everyone portion of the contract Pluto doesn't... TV. What is Pluto, Pluto TV? Pluto TV is like a free version of fucking like Hulu or whatever, or Crackle. They have movies. They have like internet-based TV. And they have fucking like... I watched Body Snatchers last night with like four commercials in it. It was perfect. Nice. Oh, that's not it's bad. really worth it. Which yeah. Body Snatchers? 78, Donald Sutherland. Nice. Fucking Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum's in there? Hell yeah, he is, dude. That's my the dad. best one. That's my not Steve Harvey dad. Your other dad? No, that's my other dad. That's beautiful. You've got so much love in your life, Wilson. I'm so happy for you. I just don't get hugs. Never. Did your mom hug you for her birthday? She did. No, the fuck she didn't. She Quit did. lying, dude. Don't she lie, did. motherfucker. I didn't take a picture of it because I don't need to take a picture of it for you. Yeah, she was probably fucking dapped you up like a nigga. Whatever, bitch. <laughs> Wilson's mom never hugged him, and I think that finally you got a hug from her. Did she really not hug you? We were in, we were in a touching family. Uh, I can see that. Yeah. We, we like, in, we enjoyed up. each other's company. We hung out together, but we just didn't. But from other shit. rooms. You sh- did you shake hands? Like, is there. A- I dapped up my pops. And, like, okay. I'd give my mother, like, light hugs. But there was never, she like, never hugs mom, back. hold me. Like, she never hugs back. Like, she would, there would there'd be very much times where I would have that behavior as a kid where I was just, like, I'm going to cuddle up with my mom. She's like, get off me. Get away from me. I but don't love you. That's fine. <laughs> I don't love you. <laughs> and that has. I think some people, like, are like that. And has it. Affected you in any way? You think? Affects therapy? No, uh, I don't think it's affected me in any way. I just don't like. I don't care to be touched now. See, I'm the same way. I don't. I don't yeah. really like. I don't dig it either. And you guys are sick. What? I like my space. I want to snuggle up it's, and grab. It's very much valued. Until I get tired and want to spread out. <laughs> I mean, I have like a lot of social anxiety, so like that's why I don't come out a lot. And, if you, if and you're it's not, like I just like I hate. I don't like crowds, and so... I don't like crowds either, but only, like, Christmas time is when it's really bad for me. Yeah? Like, if I can't go... If I go to the mall at Christmas time, like, I won't make it out of a parking lot. Like, I'll be, like, puking. Like, having panic attacks? I will puke in the parking lot of the mall. Wow. Damn. Like, but I don't care about that when I'm more in control of the situation. Like, if I'm going on stage, like, I don't give a fuck who's out there. Like, yeah, I think... There could be a billion people. There could be one person. I, it, I would... Would not affect me. <laughs> but then would not affect somebody me. somebody tells you nice job the second you step off stage and Get you're like, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Don't fucking talk to me. From my Get arm. away from me, Skip fucking back. piece of fucking. <laughs> no, I don't think it's okay to sing the end. Motherfucker. <laughs> That's I'll be fun. hiding out in my car until <laughs> the show's over. You ever get sick? Like, Before and after sets, I don't really like talking to people. He doesn't. You go, you get really bad. Well, I just you walk pay, away. pace a lot. Yeah. He does pace a shit ton. <laughs> paces a lot. Yeah, that's, that's, my, what, that's, that's my way of doing it. But like, because I feel like it's just you're at a bar environment. You're there surrounded by people who are your friends. And they're just going to be like, hey. What's up, dude? And then it's like, what yeah. I think the worst part about it is, and the part that annoys me the most is just like the potential of like groups bidding each other mm. and then like getting caught up in that. And it's oh, not yeah. even getting caught up, it's wanting to avoid it without being an asshole. Right. Where it's like, like I just say, I'm going to go walk away. I'm going to go. Thanks. Yeah. No, I don't deal well with that either. Like, I just want to think about what I need to say for this, however, a lot of amount of time and be done with it and then hang out. Right. Yeah, you don't want to like, 
God forbid people prepare. Like that's yeah, like honestly. You know what I mean? It's like go over your notes if you ha- if you don't have notes, maybe you should have some notes. Like maybe think a little You know, bit. maybe think a little bit about what you're going to say. And don't tell me what to do, motherfucker. Not not I'm you specifically. <laughs> I know the best. It's, but it's just like I don't know. Everybody has a different process and like if you feel Everyone comfortable, does. but I I, I <laughs> prefer people. I prefer to be prepared. I prefer people to be prepared. Like I don't drink before work. So, you know, like, <laughs> like, <out>. right, right. <laughs> I feel like my work would be uh, a little weirder if I did, but that's the thing with stand up. It's like, I, when I started out, you know, I would have like three or four beers before, and then yeah. you, you always try to find like where that sweet spot the perfect is. Balance. Where it's just I'm, like, I'm ah. still searching for that balance every and then, day. And then it's just like, yeah, just pull back on that. And it's, I would never do more than like three beers. And if I did, it would suffer. Mm. And, and it's just like, why even do it? anymore like you know it's it's just point put yourself through that i want to do well and i want to be entertaining like right. that's like you know it, it seems like pretty it, you've seen it. your friends drunk on stage before i've seen like you, everyone seen close your, to me yeah. has like been on stage drunk before drunk. and stoned and sometimes it's beautiful <laughs> Somet- most times it's not most of the time it's a screaming terrifying ordeal and yeah. uh and uh, I just, like, I don't know. It's something about it that just seems ugly. And it's when you, like, I had to go through, like, 400 submissions for the comedy festival. Yeah. And the one thing that you learn from that is you see everybody's worst habits. Mm-hmm. And you realize, like, so many people have the same habits. And it's, like, it's it's made me never want to talk about my weight on stage again. Because it's just, like, literally every person who goes up talks about their appearance. Like, yeah, they talk about their appearance like the audience can't see them, yeah. and it's like, like no man, like subvert those. Like I have like a little bit of weight humor, and it's misdirection mostly. You know, it's about, you know, I, I, it's really I don't like to focus on like my physicality unless it's sort of like setting something else so, up. So you know, it, it's it's never about, you know, I mean my, I'm not ashamed, and and I I certainly don't have issues with it. I know how I got heavy like chocolate chip cookies yeah. taste better than water right exactly so it's like it's not like I struggle with it it's just like it's kind of hacky dig it I mean Flyover Fest is coming up November 8th through 10th November 8th through 10 you're not accepting any more submissions obviously you're already set it's all booked but there's news coming down the pike where can they find this news uh, flyoverfest.com you can follow us on Facebook you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram uh, you can follow me on that stuff too, and it's uh, the announcements are coming the 16th, I believe. And oh yeah, tickets will be on sale. And the new okay. iPhone comes out this week. Don't forget. Oh, it's gonna be sweet. Don't say that. This one still works well. I know. Gonna... That's why I can't wait to get that new shit. Look at this piece. Of oh phone, man, I, what happened? Oh, I deserve this phone. Yeah, this is the phone that I deserve. It's a mirror image of my life. Yeah, I love it. And I'll never quit. Sometimes I have to slap it up against the table to get it to work. Chris, thank you so much for being here. No problem. Thank you. Best of luck with Flyover and in your de- in your life and personal endeavors. Wilson, <laughs> no thanks. Don't give me any blessings. What do you know? What do you know? Good motherfucker. I said I don't have last because I'm never going to die. Oh yeah, that's right. That's that. Me and Wilson are ancient ones now. To feed on Chris's blood. Thank you so much again. Uh, dear Coys, we'll see you at the movies. Well, I was taken. We'll see you next week. No, it's taken too. Um, bye, niggas.